Well, friends, the time has finally arrived, and I couldn't be more excited. Today's guest is my ride or die, the other half of my brain, the person who makes me laugh every single day, the one and only Mindy Stevens. Mindy and I met in the summer of 1995 when we were both brand new special education teachers at the same school, and since that time, we have worked out of the same classroom for 26 years. We operate our department as a true team, sharing everything from scheduling to supervising paraprofessionals to teaching each other students to alternating mornings of who's going to go pick up the first Dr. Pepper of the day. Together, we have worked for about 12 different principals, supervised over 80 paraprofessionals, have worked with five different co-teachers, worked out of eight different classrooms, and have provided services to well over 700 students. Our husbands are friends, and we have gone on family vacations together, and our plan is to retire at the same time. Not that we're counting down the years or anything. Okay, we totally are. It's five. And we're pretty sure we'll end up at the same nursing home one day because our brains are so in sync that we don't know how to manage without the other. We've been given several nicknames over the years, Men Gen, the Dynamic Duo, the Dream Team, and we truly believe we are an enigma in the field of education. I wanted to have Mindy on the show today because I would not be the person or the teacher I am today without her. She has supported me in all my ventures to become a support system to other special educators all across the country through my business and my courses and even this podcast. And even though she is behind the scenes when it comes to the Sped Prep Academy, she is my biggest fan and believes in all my dreams. So I want to have some fun with her today and reminisce a little over the past 26 years of laugh so you don't cry chaos. Let's get to the show. You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be here. So in the introduction, I told the listeners that we have been working together for 26 years and that we couldn't imagine teaching without the other. But can you tell the listeners a little bit about what it's been like to work with the same co-teacher for that many years? I mean, are you sick of me yet? (laughs) Not sick of you yet. Um, I guess pretty amazing. It's we're we're not only co-teachers, but we're best friends and it's we've had a ride and we're getting close to the end. I think we have a countdown on retirement, maybe five years or so. But um, and we laugh because we feel like we share a brain, um, and I, I feel like we're we're pretty much family. I when I moved and interviewed for the job, um, I was single and 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 took the job, and then through the job met my husband, and I feel like we're. We're pretty much family and good friends, so we shared a lot of good years together. So this morning, I reached out to our seven current paraprofessionals and six of our most recent former paras to see what burning questions that they wanted to know about us, and I got quite a few of them, so I've narrowed it down to five or six. So the first one is, when was the moment that we realized we were meant to be partners in crime? Um, Well, I think it was the day I came to interview. It was my one of my first interviews and I came out to liberal. My mom came with me just for support. And um, I remember first meeting you and you were so friendly and outgoing. And um, 
I just remember thinking, wow, you know, she would be fun to work with. And, you know, I feel like we pretty well meshed. But then I think what what really gave it away is when I saw you drive a white Mustang and I was like, this chick's she's got it going on because I had a black one. And I thought, wow, I think we're pretty much net to be. So I had the exact same thing. I was thinking I was the Mustangs. We had both driven um, 80s model Mustangs uh-huh. in high school. So I think I knew that you were a girl after my own heart. But for me, I knew that we were partners in crime whenever we went to Walmart to get school supplies at the beginning of the year. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) And I had, there was something on the top shelf that I needed, had to have, and I, of course, refused to ask for help from anyone. So I just climbed up on the shelves um, on my own, and I fell. And I slipped my arm on the way down and you supported me. Well, you laughed at me first and <laughs> of course. We, um, we busted out laughing and we laughed the whole way to the bathroom where blood is running all over Walmart's floor. And that's when I knew that you had my sense of humor and that I can tell, I could tell that we were going to have many more of these stories in the future. So that was when I knew this was a good thing. Yes. I remember that quite well. What would you say is the biggest struggle with supervising paraprofessionals? That's what our pairs want to know is how hard are they to manage? Oh, goodness. That was a hard one. Um, I know neither one of us like being the boss and, and having to have those hard conversations or difficult talks about things. But um, I don't know. I, it's hard and neither one of us like to do it. So I mean, and even having to let someone go, I think that's really hard because usually once we find someone, we can kind of get them tuned in and and get them trained right. But I think that's kind of one of the hardest spots. Yeah, we've had different struggles throughout the years that they've kind of taken care of themselves as we've become stronger leaders. We used to really struggle with communication. We just really complain to each other and hold on to negative feelings instead of confronting those issues head on. But I think that we've learned pretty well how to clearly communicate our expectations and our parents know, they know what's expected of them. And they know that, you know, they can come to us now for anything. But um, I think we kind of have a good, a good system right now going on. I do too. So what was the funniest mistake that has been made under our supervision? Like, like we could ever, ever narrow it down to one. Oh, goodness. I I thought up several when, you know, when uh, we'll volunteer to watch the kids when our parents have to do something and then we're busy trying to do paperwork or do something and realize the kids have written on the wall with an expo. That was that was the one that came to my mind. The one that I was thinking of, it's it's funny now. It was not funny at the time was when we went on. We always take a well, we used to take a birthday trip every October because our birthdays are the same month. And so we would take off a long weekend and go to your cabin. And we get a, a text and a phone call from another para saying that three of our paras had come back from lunch drunk or in thought, well, they had been drinking anyway. under the influence. Under the influence. And so we. We had to deal with it from so far away, but it was just, it was kind of stressful then, but now we look back and we're like, we really can't blame them for drinking on the job, but you know, you just can't do that. So I think that was a mistake that we made. It's not clearly communicating that you don't drink alcohol at lunch. 
And then another one we were talking about was um, when we we signed up for a conference. We had our special ed director sign us up for a conference in Wichita, and we got all the paperwork done, and we got the car, and we got the hotel. And so we get to Wichita, and we um, get up the, in the morning to go to the conference, and we are not registered for the conference. <laughs> so we had. We had we called our director and she's like, "Well, you're in Wichita, so we spent the day shopping instead of attending a conference." I, I we made a pact never to tell another soul. So because well, we, we won't tell anyone. Yeah, they didn't know then. It doesn't matter now. So one pair wants to know how we complement each other. What are our strengths and weaknesses, and how are we alike and different? I'd say we're both very pretty ditzy. We're both kind of you know not yeah. all there. I know, not all there most of the time. I think we have to be that way to do our job. But I mean, I feel like we both, you know, share a love of special needs kids. And I mean, what it boils down to is we want what's best for them to be successful, not only in school, but in life. I mean, when we see a previous student, like when we're going through McDonald's drive through, we're like, yes, (laughs) success. They have a job. They're, you know, sitting at home. So I guess I feel like that's what, you know, we share. We, we want them to, you know, be able to make it through school and have a job, whatever their job is. I think one of the strengths that you have that I don't have is I think you spend more time talking with the paras and getting to know them. Um, I feel like I'm always on a, you know, a rat race. I'm always running here to there. Um, that's one of my weaknesses I take on quite a bit of stuff. And so I feel like sometimes you make a stronger connection with some of them than I do. Mm, I, I can see that. I, I think your strength is, is, you know, the meetings and the paperwork and, you know, you, you pursuing your, the special ed business and, and teaching college classes. Whereas I feel like when I leave school, I'm just like, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to do anything. I go home and it's just like I do whatever, go outside or do something, you know, with cattle or jerky. And then the next day, then I'm back. So, I I, I mean, I feel like we're a pretty good duo. Yeah, we complement each other very well. Mm -hmm. So what is it like um, supervising paraprofessionals who are much younger than us? My first thought was... I think it's fun. I mean, we ha- I, ha- I have to think it's fun and great because I'm old enough to be their mom. And um, so I feel like they kind of keep us young and give us, you know, tips on dating. Not that we need that or, you know, what are the current trends are with different things that I probably normally wouldn't even know or think about. So I guess that's that's kind of my thoughts on our paras. It's it's we, you get to hear all the juicy stories and stuff when you work with younger people. That's true. We used to be the young ones and we supervised parents that were older than us. And that was, I think that was more stressful because you didn't know if you had their respect or not. And I think with the younger ones, they respect us and they look up to us and they want, they want a leader. They want somebody to, to tell them what they need to be doing. And, mm-hmm. and they have a lot more energy than us. And so, like you said, they do keep us young and we can send them to play dodgeball with the kids mm-hmm. instead of having to do it now. So I, I think working with younger pairs is, is easier than the older ones. I, I think so too. What are some of the funny issues that you've had when dealing with children? And 
the pair that asked this, he said that we probably have thousands. And he's probably right. We could probably sit here for an hour talking about all of our funny stories. But just to name a few, what are you thinking? Uh, my top one was was um, in the bathroom wiping a student's hiney after he got done with the number two. And he kept saying, letter C, letter C. And I'm like, just stop. I just want this to be over with. And he kept saying, letter C. Well, I happened to look up and he's leaning on the toilet. And sure enough, his little dookie is in the letter of a C in the toilet. And I just thought I was going to die. Why are all all our funny stories are all always have to do with poop? Because the one at our former school, when we we had a, a student who he couldn't always make it to the bathroom and, um, he often left us some little gifts under the table. Well, one day <laughs> you oh, got wow. down on the floor and you were like, what is under the table? And you thought it was like a Tootsie Roll or um, <laughs> I don't know what you thought it was, but it was not. It was a piece of poop. So uh, a lot of our stories go back to bathroom issues. We, yeah. One of my favorite ones, too, is when we first got a student who had um, seizures and we had never dealt with that before. And so we, we knew the protocol. We knew what we were supposed to do. And there was three of us teachers at the time. And so we, we experienced our first seizure and we got him to the ground and we, we look up and we, we've got like one of us is between the other one's legs and the, the male teacher. It was just, it was quite comical. And then we had the, the vision teacher come in behind us and she, she looked at us like we were crazy. Like we were doing something very inappropriate. (laughs) And we've been called all sorts of names. Um, Bitch. We got called bitch probably uh, 10,000 times within a year. Um, And, you know, lots of times we've, you've even been flipped off on camera. It was a good zoom meeting. (laughs) So we do. We have we have lots of good stories. So the pairs want to know if if we had three wishes that would be granted for our team, what would they be? I think my main one was to pay them as much as we get paid. Exactly. That was mine too. Yeah. One pair is always asking, why don't we get paid more for this? And we're like, no. you should be paid more for this. Um, I would say to eliminate the behaviors for them because you know, they're not trained, you know, behaviors are hard for even us, but if we could just take away the behaviors for them where they didn't have to deal with it, Mm -hmm. I think, I think they would appreciate that because, you know, they want to be there. They, they love our kids and they want to help them make growth, but having to deal with those behaviors sometimes is very stressful. Yeah. They don't, they don't understand it because they're so much younger and a lot of them don't have children and never had to deal with it. And it, I think it's hard for them sometimes to be tough. Um, my, my one, my last one was kind of selfish of me not thinking about the pairs, but just to not have to write IEPs. That's my wish. Oh yeah. We could spend a lot more time with the kids. If I know were. it seems like paperwork takes so much of our job and takes us away from the kids. And it takes us away from the team because I mean, I sit there on my computer and they're, engaging with the kids and I have paperwork that has to be done. And, you know, I, 
I get distracted because I want to be, you know, over there working with the students as well. But mm-hmm. um, one of my other ones, we could just buy them donuts every day. I wish, you know, we could just have, you know, donuts make them happy, donuts and pop. And so I wish that we could provide that to them every single day that they want to let them wear scrubs to school. You know, if they wanted to wear their tennis shoes and scrubs, I wish we could do that for them. Yeah, I totally agree. They they are underpaid and 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 overworked. So I wish we could do more too for them. Well, men, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. It's, been, it's been fun. And I know our pairs are going to love listening to this. I'm going to let you get back to enjoying your day without your husband because our husbands are on a boys trip and it's not every day that we get to have a break from being a wife and just focus on ourselves for a day. So I want you to go and enjoy what time you have left before they get home. Unfortunately, I know you have to write an IEP. I know. Dang it. (laughs) Well, thanks again. Yes, thanks. That was so much fun. She is truly one of the best humans in the whole wide world. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that her coming into my life was divine intervention. And I wouldn't be the teacher or the person I am today without her. If I could tell my 22-year-old self one piece of advice for having a long, successful career within the field of special education, it would be to find your Mindy. And if you can't find your Mindy, find someone you can laugh with on a daily basis. Even on the worst of the worst days, we always end up laughing about something. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell just by listening to this show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I am so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you are enjoying the show and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the show as well. And I'd love it if you'd join us in the private SPED Prep Academy Facebook community. We are just getting started, but it's a safe space where special educators and related service providers can talk shop. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.